Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 363. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Um, again, I won't be on that one. Just uh, some scheduling conflicts for myself this week is rather hectic. Um but you got me right now, so uh, you're going to have to suffer with me. But, um, Tony, let's talk about your dreams. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you should be laying down right now. Yeah. yeah. This this is uh, the second time, and I feel like in the last, uh, at least with the last, like, three or four months that I've actually talked about uh, my dreams and what they mean and what do they mean. I don't know. But uh, uh, so I think it was, what's today, Tuesday. I believe it was Saturday night and like Sunday night. It was like over the weekend nights. Uh, I, th- I think it was like Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night going into Sunday morning, then Sunday night going into Monday morning. So I'll start with the first dream first, which was Saturday night, which was the less scary one. But it was they were both kind of nightmarish. But uh, you'll, you'll uh, enjoy this one because you guys are you know, the, the one of the guys involved. So in this dream, it was me, uh, two of my friends and uh, there we were being shot at by none other than producer Luke. <laughs> and in the dream, it was like he was himself like, and he knew who we were, but it was like, he was just wanting to shoot at us. And it was obviously like stressful. Cause we're like, what the hell's going on? And he had, he had like a shotgun in the dream also. And the, one of the things I remember is being in the car and he just brings the shotgun out like some window and he's from a distance trying to fire at us, but he wouldn't, he wasn't able to get to us. And I remember again, it wasn't like he was a random person. Like we knew who he was. We were still like, as if we were still friends with him and had his number and stuff. So in the dream, I, uh, because I work for him, I texted him and I, I literally remember saying this in the dream in the text message. I was all pissed off. I'm like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Like, come on, we're your friends. And then I was like, you're going to be really upset come Monday morning if I'm not at the office because you killed me. <laughs> And that made him kind of like stop and apologize to like the other friends first and stuff and all this shit. And I remember just being like frustrated and it was just, it was a weird, weird situation. Uh, And so that was the first dream. And then the following most dangerous game. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. And then the following night had a, another similar dream where I was, so I watched the Super Bowl at my cousin's house on Sunday. And so in this, and this was my dream Sunday night after I left their house, So in my dream, I'm leaving their house and I'm the last one to leave, which I basically was on this past Sunday. And as I'm leaving, they had like, they don't in real life, but in this house of theirs, uh, at the right of the very right of the front door is a window and there was somebody outside of it. And my cousin's husband was kind of like, wait, who's out there? Who is that? And I was like, oh, and then like, (laughs) it's amazing. Like for what I'm about to say, it really is amazing what the mind can come up with when you're dreaming. So my cousin walked out with me to see who the guy was. And he was like, oh, I'm over here. I'm selling uh, steering wheels. <laughs> like he was trying to sell us a steering wheel. And, and mind you, it's nighttime too. And I was like, no, oh, no, I'm good. And I like had him like, he was like talking to me and my cousin while I you're, was like going to my- set for steering wheels? <laughs> yeah. While I was going to uh, my car and um, all of a sudden, like I'm opening my front door and he's trying to get into my back door behind the driver's side. And I'm like, no, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm like, 
No, so then it was like I called for my cousin's husband to come out, like, and then so it comes out, and I'm like, I end up in the car, and I was like, locked the doors right away and got out of there, and I was like, dude, that was fucking weird, and then he was in some like beat up shitty car behind me or like whatever. And I got out of there and then somewhere, you know, where like dreams, sometimes they don't go in order all of a sudden, like something's happened that you don't even know how it happened. And so that occurred. So then all of a sudden now I'm in the, my truck with this guy and he's in like the passenger seat, but we're talking and he seems like he's normal. And he just needed a ride somewhere or something. And then all of a sudden he uh, like flashes that he's got a gun on him towards me. And I'm like, like, you gotta be kidding. And then so anyway, I forget what ends up happening, but like somehow it's like, but then it, like I kind of cut to another scene of the dream. And then he had a knife and he was kind of like trying to put the knife like towards me or whatever. And then I was like grabbing and it was, it was just really, it was kind of a, that dream was actually kind of like freaky, but nonetheless, it was two nights in a row where someone was trying to kill me in my dream. So it's like, I know dreams kind of have some weird messages, but I mean, I know most of the time it just always kind of leads up to like, you know, like anxious thoughts or something like that or whatever, but just thought that was kind of a bizarre. So I wanted to share those with you guys and the listeners. I was hoping the salesman like took off his mask. It was Luke again. Oh yeah, that yeah. would have been that would have really uh that would have been interesting actually. That's that would have made for a, a very funny dream. Yeah. Well, stay tuned till tonight, Tony. Yeah, that's what I was thinking last night, but then it was like, you know, I was I was fine last night, nothing no weird dreams last night, so All right. Uh well that's always exciting. Uh the mind of Tony Katz. <laughs> yes. Yep, uh, yep. Now Andy, tell us about Coyote versus Acme. Um, yeah, we've got an update here. This was the um, Looney Tunes movie with the uh, Wile E. Coyote suing uh, the Acme Corporation because uh, all of the equipment always, uh, you know, backfires on him. Uh, it seemed like a good idea for a movie. You had Will Forte and John Cena in there as well. Um, but yeah, we we heard, I don't know, maybe six months ago, maybe more recent than that, that Warner Brothers was just going to cancel it. Uh, just never air it and take a write-off, take a $30 million tax write-off, which is like, I don't, I don't know why you were allowed to do that, uh, but they are. Um, but there's a big backlash. So then Warner Brothers said, okay, we're actually going to we'll put the, the movie on the market. We'll see if other you know, companies want to buy it and, uh, and release it themselves. And uh, now they've come back and said they're not going to sell it. They did receive offers, but they said that they had a price that they wanted and no one came to met that price. So uh, they're just not going to go ahead. They're, it's just going to be thrown away. Like it's just never going to happen. Uh, it's just crazy that that's a thing that could happen, especially when like people have seen it. Said it's it's good, it's solid. I don't I don't know if it'll be it would make a ton of money or anything, but um, it's not like one of those things where this is so bad that it's better for everyone if we just don't release it. Like the people who made it want it to be out, um, but it just is is going to be forever gone. Uh, just very strange, and I, I think it's strange. With I think Warner Brothers would like to like you should make like something Looney Tunes based every few years, just so. People remember what that is. I mean, the last thing they did was Space Jam 2, and that uh, didn't go well. Like, it wasn't a good movie, but, like, it probably got some kids into Bugs Bunny. Like, it was probably their first exposure. Like, you want to you keep those uh, things valuable. That's why you want to keep making, you want to make a Batman, like, every five years at least, because uh, it's super valuable to just have people know what that is. So, uh, I, I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, but disappointing, because, uh, you know, I, I like the idea of Will Forte... As a lawyer uh, working for Wiley Cody, that's just that's one one sentence right there. I'm like, that's good. That's good to me. He's uh, almost a doppelganger to Dave Coulier, is he not? I don't know if that close, but there's definitely resemblance there. Yeah, I don't know what Dave Coulier looks like on the top of my head. 
20 something year difference between them, I'm sure. But <coughs> I don't know if Will Forte can uh, pull off um, Popeye ventriloquy. <laughs> What's ventriloquism? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that what it would be called? Ventriloquism? I think so. I don't know. Did he do that? I know he just did the voices. Oh, he did he have a puppet he, later? He had in the puppet the show or something? Yeah, he had a puppet. Who? He had that little woodchuck puppet. Yeah, which, that was which later. Actor? What? Which actor? Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier from Full, from House. Full House. Oh, then I know who Dave I know who Dave Coulier is then. Yeah. All you had to say was Full House. I could figure out which one of those guys looks like him. <laughs> yeah, he does actually kind of I would there's a yeah, was, Yeah, he's the Greek one. I would say back then, if you like to what Forte especially what kind of what Forte looks like as MacGruber, I guess. Yeah, there's a I don't know, very similar face and no no i, I actually personality do it's almost even. like the cheek and chin area or something i don't know it's like something that kind of i agree with you i've i feel like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah thank you in your face andy we just saw will forte last week yeah that's the only thing i've been watching with uh that movie we saw with him that's, that's what i'm thinking of that puppet right there oh yeah it's been a while <laughs> all right well what about a, a goosebumps update uh, they are going to make a season two, but it's a little confusing on what that really means. Uh, because season one ended, I don't want to say a cliffhanger, but it ended like, you know, maybe just one of those classic Goosebumps endings where it's like, what did they really win? Was there really still a ghost somewhere or something? You know, that's like every horror movie. Ending. Yeah. So, cause that's why horror movies go on forever because it, of franchises. Cause you can just always leave a cliffhanger and then it definitely it felt like they're like, well, we want to do season two and we can, we can do one now cause it's. There's a loose thread here. Uh, but what they're saying is season two will not be picking up that story at all. It'll be a new story. Uh, I assume it'll be the same type of thing where it's, you know, one story over a season, but like there'll be different little mini stories inspired by Goosebumps. Um, but yeah, it'll be new cast and everything. So uh, I'm interested to see what that ends up being. Like, I think uh, they had they had a, a nice thing going there. I think we both, we all would have preferred like just remaking the old episodes. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't think. But I kind of like how that. they how they did it in a sense where it was like a story that was one giant story, but every episode had like a the theme of one yeah. of the original stories. But the, the back half of the season dropped that. Like like the last episode was called "Welcome to Horrorland," mm-hmm. and just to use that name, there which was no, which was a bummer because that's one of your favorites. Yeah, there was no like amusement park or anything like that. So you know, I want I want to see that someday. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. But, you know, they can they could do that in the new season. I think everyone likes haunted amusement parks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a big thing in like Scooby Doo. I know they went to a couple abandoned amusement parks. Yeah, run into John Candy. <laughs> well, that's not abandoned. That was just closed. Is that a uh, Wally World? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. What about a new Predator movie? Uh. So yeah, they're gonna make a new Predator. Uh. With uh, Dan Trachtenberg returning. Uh, the writer director of Prey, remember Prey from uh, you know a year and a half ago, went straight to Hulu. Uh, real, real solid new Predator movie. Um, so he's returning, and I would have to expect this one's going to go to theaters with the success of Prey. That like, yeah, that that whole thing was trying to them like avoid putting the movie on HBO by going straight to Hulu. I don't know if that's still the case here, but uh, I think the movie was successful enough that they should probably put it in theaters, and it could. Uh, make a solid amount. Um, he and, also you know, might just, be uh, directing a Waterworld series. I'm seeing. Yeah. 
So uh, I never have seen Waterworld. I mean, I know I've seen all the uh, most of it one time. I think it was on USA. That it was like it was a huge flop, but also people liked it. But also, it's not that good. But also, it's kind of cool. I don't know too much about that, but uh, yeah, I do know Predator, and I do know. Uh, oh yeah. Carl Weathers passed away recently, so you know you want to in in his memory. You do want to uh, make a new predator. I think that's, yeah, I think that's nice. All right, uh, we have a ton of trailers. Yeah, because the Super Bowl happened, so they uh, wanted to get stuff out there. Uh, one of the weird things I don't like about what they're doing as of late with these trailers is they make short versions of the trailers, and they're like, watch the full trailer online, which is like. A weird thing, because I know they're trying to save money, because it costs a lot of money to, to be on the Super Bowl, to get an ad in there. Um, but they, some of the stuff is just kind of, like, abbreviated and weird and, like, confusing. Um, but, yeah, there, there's there's a, a number of stuff out there. And I don't know if you, then you track down the full versions of these trailers. Um, but they are they are different. Like, I say, for example, like, the biggest one that, that came out was uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. That's the official title of the third Deadpool movie coming out July 26th. Uh, there's not a lot you can put in a Deadpool trailer because it's, you know, it's him saying bad words and being violent. So what are you going to put in a 30-second ad that needs to be G-rated? Um, but I did watch the full version, and you, you get a couple uh, R-rated jokes in there, and you, you see a little more of what they're doing there. Uh, they're really uh, trying to incorporate Deadpool into... What we've seen before in the other Marvel movies, and it looks looks like they're going to do a good job of that. But you know, there's no guarantee. You know, you can make good trailers for bad movies, but uh, this is the only Marvel movie coming out this year. I mean, there's the weird Spider-Man stuff that's not technically Marvel, so it's just Spider-Man adjacent. Um, but this is the only Marvel one, and you know, it's got Hugh Jackman coming back, so that's something that people know. Um, and then we also got a Quiet Place Day One, so a prequel to the Quiet Place. Uh, this looks 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 neat. Like I like the idea of seeing what actually happened when all those monsters came on at one point. Like, and they can kill a million people in one day. I don't, I don't know more than that. Um, looks like they put some money into it. And I know that the uh, it's coming from the director of Pig, which is one of my favorite movies from a couple of years ago with Nicolas Cage. Um, not a big action movie. But uh, cool that he gets a, a bigger project here. So uh, that's coming out June 28th. And I think they're still doing a, a proper third Quiet Place uh, with Emily Blunt and everything. But this is a, this is a prequel with new characters and everything. Um, and then we also got Twisters coming July 19th. Sequel to Twister. Uh, but I don't know. It looks like more like it looks like a remake. It's like, oh, you like did you like Twister? We're just remaking it with modern technology and new actors. Uh, Dorothy's still in there, though, in the trailer. I, it looks, but that's new, a new thing, right? It's like, just a it, bunch of uh, Apple AirTags. Yeah, they're like, I'm surprised, and maybe they didn't want to do it. Like, there's that, like the the female character in there, and she's like wanting to be the good person. I thought they'd do like a, a you know a, a flash to a picture of Bill Paxton and be like, my dad wasn't able to follow his dream or something like that. Um, but like, what about I see, the McPoyle know, brother? Is he going to be in it? What? <laughs> One of the guys in the little uh, f- uh, RV. I don't think there was a McPoyle brother in the first movie. Oh, I think there, there was. There was Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is also dead. 
Andy, um, of course you go ominous whenever you can. <laughs> well, we're talking about I'm, dead actors who can't be in the sequel to Twister. I'm going to find... I'm almost certain... He'd be way too young. Twister was like 95. I also... And since we're talking about the McBoyle brothers, there is a Liam Neeson movie that was trending on Netflix. Both Jimmy Simpson and the other McPoyle brother are in that, and they're both on horseback uh, talking with Pierce Brosnan. In okay. the <laughs> so it's strange. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know that guy's. I'm gonna have to go to. I, f- I figured out how to do this. Keep going, Andy. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, Twisters. It looks like it's a real movie. Uh, I hope it's good. And that's a real like to th- uh, trail or to movies, not to. Yeah, no, Prime. it's a big, big budget summer movie. Um, yeah, like I said, there's no, there's no Bill Paxton or Philip Seymour Hoffman, but there's a new generation of actors out there who can maybe help fill those roles. Um, so yeah, let's give them a chance. I think we should all be encouraging to Twisters. Uh, and then we have a movie coming out not till the end of the year that I'm not interested in it at all, but just it was one of the other big ones was Wicked, the uh, Wizard of Oz prequel musical. It was a big Broadway hit from like 30 years ago and still is a big hit, I think. Uh, but I think one notable thing for this movie is that Jeff Goldblum was playing the wizard. So that's cool. If there's anything to take away from that. Um, it just seems like it's an apartments.com commercial now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it was weird to hear his voice. I'm like, I think that's Goldblum, but I just saw him like three other times already today. Um, that's coming like Thanksgiving time. Uh, will probably be a, a decent hit, but uh, yeah, I don't really care. But, Sean Whelan is the guy I was thinking of. Okay. They look very much the similar person. It's not a household name. I, I couldn't, couldn't place him. I'm going to send you a photo of the guy. <laughs> okay. And you'll say, yep, wow, that's uh, maybe a brother. Well, they should bring them in then. Yeah. Uh, and I got three other trailers here. Not Super Bowl trailers, especially one of them. Definitely not a Super Bowl trailer. Oh boy, <laughs> I uh, see the name of the one he's talking about. Uh, but we do have we do have Knuckles, the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, spinoff series with Idris Elba. So they're doing a, I think, six or eight episode series here starring Knuckles that'll uh, take place in between Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. So that's uh, big for people like like me that are huge fans of the series. Um, that you're getting, you're getting more Sonic content, um, you know, before the, the big Sonic 3 comes out. I think, uh, like Christmas is when that's coming out. Uh, but the series is out April 26th uh, on Paramount Plus. So, uh, you know, good stuff. Very, very exciting. Now, let's see. Did you send this picture? Yeah. And I just sent another one. I want Tony to look and I want his impression first. So wait for both photos to come through. What are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I I remember this guy. This guy's been in a lot of things. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. Maybe same they person. Maybe they try to get a guy like that specifically to kind of resemble him. The same person. That's crazy. That's of course. That's what he was from. Oh my god, he was in the famous Got Milk commercial, um, where uh, the guy he needed to answer the history question. But he had all the cookies in his mouth, and he didn't have the milk to wash it down. Been there. Uh, directed by Michael Bay, that commercial. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> interesting. Uh, so that's interesting that that's like one of his big credits here. But yeah, Twister, That Thing You Do, Idle Hands, that was one of my favorites. Uh, Never Been Kissed. Yeah. 
Revenge of the Nerds 3, Batman Returns. So yeah. It was in the Definitely. Uh, 2023 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I, I watched that. I didn't. Hmm. Oh, it was in a video game, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, there's a video game, huh? Yeah. Interesting. An episode of Scrubs in 2003. Yeah, it's a very recognizable face, and you're right. That is similar, but it is a different guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm probably 20 years different, right? I don't know. They don't have his year of uh, birth, so... But probably. Yeah. All right, well, I got the last two trailers here uh both in the uh horror genre uh the first i saw this and this has no date yet uh quick (laughs) turnaround here uh winnie the pooh blood and honey (laughs) 2 so for fans of the first one Pooh is coming back for more was there fans of the first one (laughs) i don't think so but you know i think it's i wonder if the people who make that movie like know that like well if i take this job there's no chance i'll get hired in anything real ever um, but yeah, it's, it looks so bad and cheap and everything. Uh, I think the hook here is that, uh, in that first one, it was, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the, and the pig. Um, and now they added Tigger, you know? Uh-oh. So that's, that's scary. But, uh, it looks, the, the masks look stupid. They don't look, I, I think it'd be better if they looked a little more like the cartoon characters or something. I don't know how you do that with their budget. Um, the other thing I noticed is like, why does Winnie the Pooh have pants? You know, that's one of what, what do you know about Winnie the Pooh is he doesn't wear pants. You could, he doesn't need to wear pants in this costume. Why is he, he's wearing like overalls and shit. Like, this is stupid. Give him the classic look. Just has a red shirt. Uh, I don't know. Would like Disney sue him for that? Be like, maybe. Well, it's public domain, but if he's wearing the red shirt, no pants. That's our copyright. You gotta wait. So, uh, that, as I'm saying it, that might actually be true. <laughs> Um, cause I know that was the whole thing with the Mickey Mouse thing too. It was like, well, you could do this version of Mickey Mouse, but if you're doing any version of Mickey Mouse, that's not that, then that's not public domain. Yeah. Maybe he, they um, didn't add the shirt, you know, until yeah. 20 or 1971 or something. It could be. It's worth looking into. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no date on this. This is, this is totally, these movies are meant to like, you know, get people to like watch us on a dare or something, you know? <laughs> You know, someone like me would be like, well, we got nothing else to watch. Do you want to yeah, no, this would definitely stuff? be us after a podcast <laughs> yeah. one night, like three beers deep. Like, oh, yeah, let's let's check it out. But it, it is remarkable that they turn that around so quick. Um, I don't know when that first one came out, but definitely within the last two years. I feel years. like you just showed me the trailer like this, <laughs> yeah. like six months ago. Yeah, we could probably go look back and look and see. I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like it came out like less than a year ago. Yeah, well, time moves by fast. Come, it actually came out in 2019. You're like, oh, shit. I don't think so. But maybe. No, but it was definitely within the last two years. Uh, then the last thing I have in here, a, a, a horror movie that looks pretty interesting called Late Night with the Devil. Uh, just watch that trailer. It's a super well-made trailer. Gets it really right in the right in the mood there. Um, I know Sean probably watched it and was like, you know, that would go better on in October than March. But, you know, that's... Yeah. You don't get to choose, you know. They put the movies out when they when they're ready. Well, didn't you so. say the movie comes out in October? No, the it takes place on Halloween, but it comes oh. out it comes out March 22nd, so Well, that's silly. Pretty quick. Well, you know? no, that's just in time for Halloween. It'll be on streaming. Yeah, or it'll be on streaming in like 6 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows. Uh, but yeah, March 22nd is the date they're saying. It's not like that's going to be out uh, at all of your movie theaters in there, but it's it's 
it's coming. But yeah, I would say just check out the trailer if you like horror because it's uh, pretty cool. All right. Uh, that was all of the trailers? Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, flew through that. Uh, side of things we're going to get to what we've been watching but before we do that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you need it this leash works through the dog's current collar or harness and when you plug in promo code tony that is t-o-n-y they're going to give you a 65 percent off at checkout when you do so head over to thecliplessleash.com plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout it is the dog leash you've been waiting for alright I have about one and it's not even a complete one I'm watching a, a mini series how many do you have Andy basically you know, one I didn't put it on here but it's not. the one we watched together and, and another thing okay so I have I have one in like a half because I started watching half of one so I'll just Jump into that one because I'll be quick. But did you, any of you guys ever see the the movie Strays with like the talking dogs? Did you I didn't like finish it? it? It's fine. It's so fine. I got like yeah, I, I got like halfway through. I think it was on like uh, Saturday night or something. Came home through something on TV. It was a little late too. It was like you know I don't know ten o'clock at night or something like that. So uh, and then my roommate got home like shortly after it started. Like, I think it was five minutes in. He's like, Oh, is this the talking dog movie? And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was free on like, I think Amazon or something or whatever. I think something like that. And I'll just say like, it felt to me like, kind of like, you know, like with sausage party where it was like, it's a funny concept. And it, for the first few minutes, then all of a sudden you just kind of get over it. Like, I don't know. It just feels like the humor just, it's not as funny anymore, but it's like, I kind of enjoy the idea because like a rated R version of like what dogs are thinking and how they're acting. So I think what I really enjoyed was obviously the beginning because obviously Will Forte, which is going to be in both of my things. And the fact too, that he's just such an asshole to the dog and the dog's just like, he loves me. He loves me. And I just, Sean, that kind of reminds me of Bowser. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? And then Bowser's like, oh, these guys love me. They want me around. They want me like to feed them. Like they want to feed me food and like, I don't know, shit like that. But, um, yeah, that's uh, I didn't finish it. I mean, who knows if I will? I think I got like a half hour in, but I was just sharing that I, thought. I really like the scene where they go to like the fair. So did you get to there? I think I that's kind of where I think it stopped. I got to the yeah, where the dog's looking at his uh, owner and he's like, she doesn't know that he's a serial killer. I remember that part. Of it. Yeah, that's what. Because yeah. he says like he's the narrator dog and they, they're making fun of him. They're like, oh, this is just another oh, narrating yeah. dog. And he's oh, just yeah. like, and then before they leave, before the mm-hmm. dog finishes saying what, you know, Sarah doesn't know is that Cameron is <laughs> has three bodies in his basement. I was like, oh, that got dark quick. But and I'll uh, I guess one of you guys can go and then I'll I mean, I'll I think, Sean, if you want to go, because then that way Andy can go and then Andy and I can finish off with the one we watched together. Yeah, so I started, and I think about halfway on this six-episode arc, uh, Netflix's Griselda. This is uh, Sofia Vergara playing a uh, a drug woman. They call her the Godmother, and uh, it's the '70s Miami, and uh, she had to flee Colombia for uh, certain circumstances. I don't want to give away. Just if you are going to watch it. It's good. Um, I mean, any of these drug kind of shows, Narcos and all that kind of stuff, they're they're interesting. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm about halfway. 
it's really about to start getting dicey. I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, the law is knocking, uh, and you know, different players in the game are uh, involved. And uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, you know, a, a few years ago, I just I said Netflix is just kind of you know C rate stuff and a lot of it, and you know, an occasional one or two things a year are good. Uh, they've they've gone gotten through the uh, sophomore slump and i mean they're they're so big now they're just constantly churning out stuff most of it's pretty decent uh from what i have been watching nothing else comes to mind at this point but i'm sure there's something on there um this is one of them this is this is definitely worth watching six episodes pretty short um yeah there's a, a good role for uh if you're sicario fans another drug movie Silvio is in this, and he plays a douche. Uh, in the Sicario film, he is the police guy in Mexico who's kind of running the car and has an unfortunate demise by Benicio. Um, mm. Completely different person, same you know kind of movie, unfortunately, uh, but interesting change. Uh, it'd be hard to recognize him, um, I suppose, but check it out. Yeah, those people get typecast. Like, hey, you were in that drug cartel movie. Not a bad gig. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a paycheck. Yeah, it's like all the people that were like in Goodfellas, and then it's like you'll be in a you know, crime movie forever. You know what you- we what we see you doing is like you're doing in, in casino. You're gonna be trying to steal a bunch of stuff from an eight year old's house. Yeah, go past your home alone. <laughs> It was a good transition from yeah, you know, real so. crimes to uh, home invasions, burglaries. I don't know. Yeah. All but right. Well, that's I guess about it's, it. Yeah, I guess it's my turn here. Uh, so you know, I like cheesy horror and sci-fi stuff, and I think I've I feel like I've watched a lot of it, but there's just so much out there. And uh, there's one I came across on Max, and I'm like, I've never actually watched these, and I know they're like. It's a couple, it's a series, I watched two of them, two of the movies, and uh, I know they're cheesy, and I know they're basically like those horror movies where it's like they're selling sex more than they're selling horror, Um, but I watched the uh, movie Species, do you guys remember this movie at all? Came out in the mid-90s. No. And it is about a, uh, you know, scientists get some alien DNA and make like an alien woman. And then when she escapes, she's just, she wants to reproduce. So she gets to go out in the town and try to, you know, fuck a guy and create a new alien to take over the world. Wait, I feel like we watched something that was like. <laughs> we probably have. It's we like, watched like a uh, VHS tapes or something that was kind of had something like that. Remember really? where like the lady had to like, someone had to keep the secret that somebody was. Oh, there's the alien. Yeah, there was one like that. Yeah. That the girl kept having flashes of like aliens coming in her house and then it was real. Um, I guess that's, yeah, it's similar, but, uh, you know, they got, they got a like really attractive model to play this, uh, this woman who, you know, gets naked multiple times throughout the movie and you're like, man, different, it was a different era, you know, that like you would, you would be in trouble if you made a movie like this now and you'd be like, well, that's weird, especially because I don't know, I think she was like 22 and it's a bunch of middle-aged dudes that she's trying to like seduce throughout the movie, but it's 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 a really cool cast of 
people in this movie, a couple Oscar winners. Uh, yeah, Ben Kingsley and Forrest Whitaker and Michael Madsen and uh, Alfred Molina. It's like, oh, it's just cool guys that I, that I like. And they're going to play either scientists or, you know, military dudes that are trying to kill her. But, um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and then I watched the sequel, and it's it's even worse, huh. um, even cheesier, bad CGI and everything. Um, but I feel like I had watched, like, almost all of these types of movies that came out in the mid-'90s. But this was one that, like, I definitely couldn't watch. The way they were selling that, that's one that, like, I was not allowed to watch. I don't think I ever even attempted because I'm – Thinking like even the cover, the VHS cover was like alluding to her being topless and stuff. It was like, it was definitely like, oh no, this is, this movie is going to have some nudity. So um, it's fine to watch other alien movies in the 90s that, that are rated R, but this one uh, maybe a little too adult for you. But, uh, so, I don't think I've even heard of it. Oh, I remember it as a kid being like seeing that going by the VHS cover and stuff like that. Like, hmm, I wonder what this is. And I know I'm not allowed to watch it. You're like, oh, I'll take note of that. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, co- I'll come back. Yeah. So, yeah, and I knocked that series off a list of weird alien ripoffs. I mean, the, the other thing that it's notable for is the the artist who did all the um, designs for the Alien series. Uh, it was H.R. Giger, Swiss artist, crazy guy, did a lot of the alien design for this thing. And it looks so stupid and out of place. Because, I mean, what's brilliant about Alien is it's taking, like, way in the future and it's in the dark and on an alien planet. Um, and this movie takes place in like the San Fernando Valley. And so you don't need to see weird gothic designs on aliens, you know, in a, you know, a house that anyone, any of us could live in. But, um, you know, they wanted to legitimize the movie. So that's what they went for. Um, but yeah, those are, those are on Max along with, uh, there was a third one on there and I found out that it was a made for TV movie on the sci-fi channel. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch that one. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, the first two actually came out in real movie theaters, uh, despite their low quality. But I can't imagine what a made-for-TV sci-fi movie uh, for this series would be. Not very good. All right. Well, the last thing we got here is one that uh, Andy and I watched together after the podcast last week. And uh, Andy showed it to me. He's like, oh, I got a fun horror movie for you. And... uh I don't know if you've seen it, Sean, but a Studio 666, where it's the no. Foo Fighters movie. Oh, where I they, Randy talking about it. Yeah, I they, didn't see it, though. Yeah, they directed it and all that stuff. Or, like, are they all star in it? So, like, movies like that are funny because I, I always enjoy a good horror comedy because it's, you know, still you get the horror part and then you get the comedy parts. I mean, it's the best of it's the best of two. Uh, it's, okay, hold on. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> and so definitely enjoy it. And it's one of those movies that for sure – Producer Luke would have, I really would have enjoyed him watching a movie like that because it goes into the whole thing about how like, you know, they're struggling to make music. And so they basically have to go to an abandoned house and it's or not abandoned house, like a mansion out in, a, you know, the Beverly Hills area. But what they don't know is that like former, like the basically like people died there. There was like a curse there. And it was because, you know, one of the members or the lead member of Jane's Addiction did some like ritual in there. And then, you know, Dave Grohl ends up getting possessed and then he's starts writing good or like it's coming to him. And of course, like, you know, goes into the whole thing of everybody that believes that, you know, all these rock and roll guys are sell their souls to the devil or they're Satan worshipers and stuff like that. And, you know, all this uh, all this jazz and whatnot. So I think uh, Luke definitely would have uh, enjoyed the the concept of this movie. He would have definitely been like, no, there's a hidden message here. This is what they're telling you is that. 
when you can't write music, you got to sell your soul to the devil. And then that's how you start to write it well and all that stuff. But, uh, and then it is funny because then at the end, you know, John Garland and his, the real estate agent do show up in like those Illuminati, like secret society cloaks, you know, that people like that looks like from Star Wars or something. So it is kind of funny. And like, they're like, oh yeah, no, we knew this house was haunted. We needed you guys to go here, like whatever, blah, blah. And then of course those movies always have over, over the top gore and violence. Like, you know, there's a scene where one of the band members is hooking up with, or I guess you said he's not a band member, huh? Like the, I can't tell. Yeah. We'll just call him one of the band members. Someone from the band, whether he's a member or not, he's part of the band. He was like, uh, having sex with was it Whitney Cummings. And then like the chainsaw comes in through the bed and saws him like completely in half or something like another one of those things that it's just like, just over the top and like not very realistic. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, the the drummer who, who died like a month after this movie came out, it's like, well, you know, in this movie, like everyone dies. So he gets violently killed. And it's like, I wonder if it's, well, he also gets violently killed by Dave Grohl too. So it's like, that's hard to watch for (laughs) trying to go back. And And of course I'm telling you after a movie like that, even that would be part of Luke's conspiracy too. Like, guess what? The drummer died a month later. Like that's not a coincidence. That's the stuff that, uh, trust me, you like, you'd laugh, but that's the stuff that he would definitely say to you. But, but I mean, definitely entertaining, to say the least, I guess. I mean, a, a little longer than you would have thought a horror comedy be. I feel like it was like pushing like an hour 50 or something, or maybe that was just what it felt like. I think it was around there, yeah. So, I mean, definitely a long movie, but uh, the reason, and also we do have to mention that Will Forte is also in that movie. He's the delivery guy and realizes quickly that it's the Foo Fighters. So he gets all excited and has, of course, has a demo tape. And then he really gets violently murdered. So in the woods that are out there in this, you know, L.A. Hills house. So, yeah, I guess, you know, those, like I said, those movies are always fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, all I've really watched in full this since last uh, Tuesday. Nice. So was that everything? Andy, did you... No, that's it. Yeah, I think that was that was surprising for Andy this week. Only yeah, only was, one. That's that might be a record. I, I, I think it might be. Let's mark the. Uh, I watched the, the Super Bowl every single day. You guys oh. didn't realize, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you've been listening to episode three hundred and sixty-three of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had off-road Super Bowl Andy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening. We'll see you later.